Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time, episode 35, screening 34. My name is Guy Montgomery. My name is Tim Bat. We are on a quest. We are warriors on a quest. On a quest to watch Sex in the City 2 more times than anyone else. And anyone else has ever done it. If not that, at least more times than is necessary. Big time. A threshold which I would argue we have already crossed over. Oh, yeah. Hey, let me say this right from the outset. I would like to thank someone who's helping us. And by someone, I mean something. And by something, I mean Karma Cola, this mm. episode's sponsor. Mm-mm, Karma Cola. Mm. It's good for you. It is well. Uh, I don't know. It's, if as, that's it's medically as true. good as a cola can be for you. There you go. You're uh, you're holding. First of all, the shape of the bottle is mm. what I'd like oh, to emphasize. Okay. Let me let me just put that in my head. Okay, very. Yeah, have you got a visual? Yeah, it's a nice curvy. Glass blonde. Every piece and installation. Gorgeous. They hire a, a very uh, reclusive but sort of uh, well established within the art world glass blower who lives in the Himalayas to mm. blow every bottle. They're actually losing money on the venture. Oh, no. That's right. Uh, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, really. They're they're importing these sort of individual art installations as bottles and then just giving them out to be recycled. It makes no sense. But such is their commitment to quality, this is... This is what they're doing. And that's that's true of all of Karma Cola's operations, really. They're they're all about the quality. From woe to go, the cola itself, top-notch stuff. Really top-notch product. Really good stuff. Um, I would like to remind everyone that it doesn't have disgusting things in it, all those artificially things. It's just got good, sweet things like real sugar instead of high-fructose corn syrup. And they're a great company because they give back to the farmers that they take the cola beans from. One in every hundred bottles contains a laminated check for $10,000. I heard that. Redeemable to cash. I heard that. It's a rumour. It's a rumour that's gone around. It's on the rumour mill. A lot of rumours going around. Um, another rumour going around is this movie we just watched, Not So Good. That's right. I don't know who's out there working the gossip mill, but uh, they're spreading vicious and heartless and, frankly, baseless and unfounded rumours vis-a-vis Sex and the City 2. What are they saying, Guy? What are the 
Mark uh, peddlers out there pushing. They're what saying they, it's they too long. Out? They're saying it's waterlogged. It's flogging a dead horse. They're saying there's no chemistry remaining. There's no storyline. It's offensive. All this stuff is is untrue, patently untrue. This film is a triumph. It is a real piece of work. And I mean that in the most sincere sense I can mean it. That's right. It's an ambiguous term. Uh, and your the way you said it sort of it didn't make it explicitly clear that what we are advocating right now is is the movie. It's great, is what I want to say. Sex in the City's great. That's why I had such a fun time watching it today. By mm. which I mean, I was very depressed watching this film today. You could I could see in your eyes. It's and I I know why it is. It's because it's so good. It's so all-absorbing, all-encompassing. It's such a, a journey to another destination that all of your personal woes and problems, the reason that we watch movies, uh, all become apparent when watching Sex and the City 2. It's you were so same. upset to know that you, you had but two and a half hours away from the, 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 the hubble and stubble and trouble of everyday life. It's, it's, there is an element of that. Um, because of the nature of how we conduct ourselves while we're watching the movie, we like to shut ourselves off. But I've got to say, I flirted with that line today, and I ordered a pizza halfway through. <laughs> Turned my phone back on. You did, and, and you even wrote pizza. you even wrote a positive affirmation in the in the message to the pizza maker. Yeah, like a smart ass. I hope they appreciate it though. I feel like it was an earnest. It's difficult to convey tone through text. Yeah, it is. Um, I was really just trying to convey the notion of having a good day, because you know. If you work for a pizza place, good on you, is what I say. But it's not the world's funnest job at all times. Sometimes you're dealing with some real pieces of shit and you've got to go to their house because that's the nature of pizza delivery. I like the idea of being a pizza boy. You do or you don't? I do. Yeah, I, I feel like I could get on board, eh? Something, maybe it's like Futurama really kind of put it in my head that it would be a cool thing to do. In, Mon- in, in Montreal... I lived there for a summer. I worked at a sushi restaurant, quite a flashy sushi restaurant that would deliver sushi to, know this. to people's homes. Uh, and it's actually, I think it's a legal requirement in Quebec that you have to be bilingual. You have to be able to hold it. Like every interaction has to be opened in French. Uh, and you have to be able to speak both French and English to hold down a job there. And Guy, may I take this opportunity to say, parlez-vous français? Non, 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 which is French for no, no, no. Uh, anyway, one day one of the drivers who delivered the sushi was sick and I got to step up to the plate. And I've got to say, I have not had a better afternoon at work. I was driving around Montreal in this like flashy neighbourhood to these sort of half-French people, just giving them, giving them sushi. And were they called cool to deal with these peeps? Were they like? Uh, they I, was pretty, I, was, I was actually pretty nervous talking to all of them because I didn't speak any French. Yeah. But it was fine. Awesome. I did my first bar job the other weekend. Last weekend at Brothers, it was awesome. Working can be fun, as long as you don't do it too much. That's my takeaway. It's good It's good to get your opinion on these things, Tim. I've played that game. I played that game for many years. The old allegedly 40-hour week, you know, worked in many call centres is what I did. For now, is it true that one of your colleagues uh, made himself a screensaver? Of what? Of his- oh, of the work thing. Is that you? No, that was a, that's what we in the stand-up community call a construction. Ah. A, uh, a fabrication, I if you will. Genuinely a lie, a believe, I lie. genuinely believe that. I know, this whole time enough, I've known you. There was enough specificity to the That's what makes the joke real. Give it specificity. Oh, give God. it life. Um, 
Anyhoes, no one knows what we're talking about. It so, was a, yeah, a bit say. I used to do on stage, on the stage when I was doing stand-up about... Um, it wasn't a bit, it was having, real. Let me believe it was real. It was a guy that I used to know at my old job and he created a screensaver which looked like him doing work. So he just used to bash the keys on an unplugged keyboard while his screen <laughs> animated itself to no end. Like he could have just been doing uh, the work. <laughs> but I had, it was that was kind of like an amalgamation of people I worked with where they would go to such great lengths to do yes. not the work and it would be easier to just do the work than to find all these... You know, very exotic ways of uh, getting out of it. Yeah, that was the point I was trying to convey. Hey, and you did a great job of it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. To the movie. To, to the, the film. To the movie we just watched. It's a joy. <laughs> you know who my favorite character is? Who? Carrie Bradshaw. Why? She's identifiable. Yes. She's everything a protagonist should be. She's empathetic. She's funny. She's got pizzazz. She's got panache. A great group of friends. They say that the measure of a person is the people around that person. Yes. Carrie Bradshaw keeps only the finest company. She's in a rock-solid marriage. She understands. She is the perfect uh, audience surrogate. I identify with Carrie Bradshaw. You're just like Carrie Bradshaw? I'm just like Carrie Bradshaw. You're also a writer living on... New York City's Upper East Side. I am currently married to an aren't, investment banker. Aren't we Maybe. all? Maybe. Aren't we all? I guess when you really dig dig deep, dig deep down in there, we all are Carrie Bradshaw. We all are writers in some way. We all are demonstrating to others and communicating how the dating life works we in New York City in the modern era. All are We're all big though. You know what I mean? We're all smooching Aiden. We're all Miranda. We are all Charlotte. Mm. We are all Aiden. Mm. We are all Brady. We are all we, Brady. We are not all Brady. We are all of us Brady, and Brady is all of us. Brady represents all of us. This was a hard watch this time, a really hard and harsh one. This is troubling, unsettling and unkind and unrelenting. Why do you think that is, Tim? I think it's just there's so many now. We've really stacked them all up. Do you know what I'm saying? They've all, they've, it's gotten too much. We've piled it a bit too high. And the foundations are weak. Yeah. And we knew the foundations were weak in week one, but we kept building. We, we kept putting another level on. What's he building in there? What's he building in there? We built it on sand with terrible, untreated timber. We've built a 34-story building using mm. all the three different types of metal. Which, of course, are... Iron. Yes. Steel. Yes. And wood. <laughs> it's oh, too, yeah. The building's too high. The foundation's too weak. The materials are inarguably the best. But materials aren't all, enough. All three kinds of metal. We've got it all. A lot of other buildings are thinking of using a similar uh, makeup. The building's coming down, though. This is my concern. Like, the building's getting very shaky. The building's being tested at the moment. That's what I felt, like a big tremor going through it today. The what, earth shook beneath me. What, shook my beliefs to my core. Why is the earth shaking? Because there is a two and a half hour elephant in the room, which I need to engage and deal with on a weekly basis. And it's, um, it's not really an elephant, though, is it? It's elephants, a, it's traditionally... Elephant. It is ironic that whenever you are in a room with an elephant... Mm. 
you aren't allowed to address it because your impulse, your impulse when yeah. you're in a room with an elephant is obviously immediately to be like, well, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is pretty unusual for me. Anyone else seeing the elephant? Like, is this just me or are we all on board? That an And they all know the we're noticing them. But what, you know, the elephants, you mean? Yes, of yeah. course they do. Yeah. They're not idiots. They're not. They're very intelligent, highly emotional, and they have great memory skills. They can use their trunk as a snorkel. Doesn't make They can any... go underwater for a very long time. What? Are you serious? Do they yes. do that? Yes. Like, do they have a concept of how to do it themselves? Yes. They that are highly so intelligent. Cool. Um, the elephant in the room and it can is pick always... up a, a trunk can pick up a peanut, something as small as a peanut. That's very dexterous with its trunk. Very strange turn of phrase. The elephant in the room. If there is an elephant in the room, it's going to be priority one. That's right. It almost doesn't matter what else is happening in the room. The room could be on fire and you're still going to go, yeah, I'd say, dudes, we need to de- kind of figure out the situation with the elephant. Depending on the severity of the fire, I would say the elephant is the more immediate, I don't want to say threat or risk, but like it's certainly the first thing I would consider. It's just there. There's no getting around it. A fire you can kind of ignore for a little bit before it starts really kicking up. An elephant, man. You're going to address that. Um, anyway, uh, maybe gorilla's a bit of metaphor. This is this is like a big 250-pound gorilla that's in the room, and it's pissed off, and it's about to ruin my day and rip my face off. It's just done it. Yeah. And now you're just sitting well, in the it's aftermath. Go- it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like, we do need to mic ourselves up and do a... Um, oh, we're going to do a commentary at some point soon anyway, but... Once we get to the end of the film, we're both very spent emotionally, which I, th- I think we've communicated on the podcast before. But there's also a certain level of elation which comes through. Like if you if, if we were talking to you while the movie was on, it would be a horrible mucky mess of depression, this mm, podcast. I don't know. It would just I, be sadness. No, the first bit, I think, I generally think that we are good at uh, staying upbeat and entertaining each other for an hour. Yeah. That's why it's so sad when we're apart and we've got someone to watch actually, it uh, some oh, I can't remember. I should really know their name. Uh, uh, a fan sent us a message saying that once we've watched Sex and City two for the thirty sixth time, I believe we yeah. will have spent uh, we will have clocked up more hours with Sex and City two <laughs> than we did uh, with the entirety of Grown Ups two in the first season. With a mere three dozen watches under our belts, that is impre- hey go us. <laughs> it's or, like that is good God ju- yeah. That that really put it in perspective for me because you're you're still you're still sitting on another sixteen screenings of a movie. That's a lot. Fuck, fuck. That is a lot. That's four months worth of movie. Man alive. Oh, that's too much. I would say. Got a lot on your plate, Tim. <coughs> There's no way a man as wiry as you mm. is going to be able to digest all that food. Well, look, if our terrible, terrible, rotten foundations on sand can hold up a thirty whatever story building is currently there. I've got faith in my own foundations as a human, as an individual being. That's right. And sitting there on the 34th floor of this shaky building with a a book, a leather-bound book, absolutely packed to the gills with thoughts, ideas, etchings and sketchings, brimming with entrepreneurial potential. It's uh, Mr. Big and his big book of ideas. Let's crack it open today, see what we're dealing with, eh? Oh. That's a funny drawing. Look at that. It looks to me like a boy, but he's got a unicorn horn on his forehead. What an interesting concept. We'll turn the page. We'll flip the page. (laughs) Oh, look at that one. It's a little girl riding a trike, but she's got rockets attached to the back. This seems a little dangerous for a kid. I quite like that. We'll turn the page on that one. Okay. Let's see what else we've got here. Oh, Oh, that's a funny joke. 
It's good. You it see is, how the door vi- yeah. works in there? It's good. It's, we'll more, visual, it's more visual than anything. Yeah, sorry, I won't dwell on that one. Oh, here we go. Here's a, okay, here's a fresh page from Big's Big Book of Ideas. Jesus Christ. That is un, it's unsightly. What? Oh, is that a... It looks like some sort of huge industrial-scale laboratory, almost like uh, the milking sheds where they milk cows, but it's just... It's like a, it's like an aquarium, and there there are these caged captive octopuses or octopi, I believe is the plural. You got it. And it it would appear that there's some sort of apparatus which is being engaged with the asshole of the octopus, and it's extracting a a, a shit, and then the fecal matter, fecal matter, and then compressing it into the shape of a small diamond. It looks to me. Like Mr. Big, mm. on a very large scale, is forcing shit from octopi and peddling them across the world in the jewelry markets as black diamonds. Wow. Game changing. It's a revolution. So is this why he gets carried the black diamond ring at the end, at the end of the film? I would believe so. so I mean, Spoiler what, alert, everyone. What, when Carrie cheats on her husband, she gets a diamond. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Out of it, but it's black. It's octopus shit. But if it's an octopus shit, that makes more sense from a character point of view because Big giving her a diamond makes no sense, but Big giving her an octopus shit parading around Trojan horsing, if you will, as a diamond, hilarious. She shows all her mates... They're all holding their nose going, oh, isn't it funny that Carrie lost her sense of smell and doesn't realise this is an octopus shit? You don't think that Mr. Big has figured out how to cover the smell of an octopus shit? You think that these black diamonds that are being sold still absolutely honk? Yeah, dude. If you heat them up, if they're, at, if they're at anything above room temperature, they will smell to high heaven. Have you ever smelt an octopus fart before? 
I, I have. I can't say I have. I go snorkeling every second weekend, and let me tell you something. It is not a pleasant odour. People tend not to be able to pick up smells in the ocean. On uh, account of not their... if you're a fucking rookie <laughs> diver, bro. If you are a proper diver and you have learnt how to breathe through your nose while you're underwater, then you know all the smells. Are you of not the wearing ocean. a mask, which would prevent any smells or gases from being able to? Not if you're a fucking <laughs> some level beyond noob, bro. If you're a pro diver like me, that's getting out on the water every fortnight, then you absolutely don't need a mask. I think pro divers get out in the water more than once every two weeks, Tim. I kicked it back a little bit to fit more things in my life because diving was taking over. I got to be honest with you, guy. It was not a good scene. It was not a good scene at all. What was going on down there? <laughs> I kind of got addicted to the smells. It's so overwhelming and overpowering that you... It's, it's sort of a Pavlovian element to it as well. You know that if you're in the water, you don't have to deal with the dredge of everyday life. You're like, you're free. And then I started to associate that with the smell, and it just became this whole concoction of getting in the water as soon as I could to just escape it all. And I'd spend hours down there, guy, circular breathing like I learnt from the Aborigines when I was in Sydney. And I'd be down there under the water, just smelling all the smells, talking to the starfish, sparkling conversationalists that they are. And every now and then when I'd see a, a little uh, baby squid or a little octopus there, oh wee, you know I'd be cutting the trail in the opposite direction because those things, if you're uh, anywhere near them when they blow off, whoo, that stink takes a while to shower off. And you think the smell registers with humans who haven't had intricate and vivid experiences diving with these creatures? You think the smell is so... It's not like a refined, learned smell. It's As the, the it's old a, saying goes, an octopus fart is an octopus fart. You know, I call a spade a spade, and we've all smelled an octopus fart, and it's terrible. It's yuck. Well, I mean, in which instance, this doesn't seem like the most promising of business ventures for Mr. Big on account of the transparency of the fraud. Mm. I mean, if these diamonds smell... Under but heat, this, is, this is the beautiful thing about it. He's going off selling all these rings because he's been so... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Burnt? Spurred? By his Spurned. lover. Spurned. Spurned, thank you. Spurned by his lover, Carrie, his wife, you know, she cheated on him, that he's he's kind of taking it out on the whole gender. Because guys traditionally don't buy black diamonds. It's more of a thing for women. So he's like, screw woman. And he's selling all these um, wow. octopus Wow, he's posts. really working through some stuff right now. Yeah, but he's making, a, as always, a quick buck on the side. I would never accuse Big of making a quick buck on the side. I would always say that Mr. Big is having a real good, honest go of it. Yeah. Uh, the sort of the successes or, you know, I mean, you got to look at a guy who's throwing shit against the wall every week in the hopes of something taking off and say, this guy obviously doesn't have a lot of business acumen. If none of these ideas have taken to seed. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy's floundering. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that guy, Montgomery. No doubt. I just What's he doing? Why is he squeeze-bobbing? That's the question that we ask every week. <laughs> Pretty outside of the box. There's a dude in this film 
And and we've had a couple of people talk to us recently and say, "Hey, look, watch the movie. Didn't see Coffee Guy. Well, guess what? He's in there. You're not trying ever hard so enough. briefly. And he's in the background of a shot as well. He's in he's in the film for before we like watch the movie seconds. today to uh, prolong the amount of time before we had to confront the untamable gorilla. We really put it off. We uh, we were YouTubing behind the scenes or outtakes from Sex in the City two, uh, which. It felt I like mean, less it, cheating because it was in the universe. It felt kind of like looking at the very, very bottom of the YouTube barrel. Yeah. Um, we struck upon an interview with Chris Knopf and Sarah Jessica Parker, which was recorded, uh, I guess, as part of the press junket for this film. Neither of them look particularly stoked <laughs> to be there. And it's uh, unscripted, which I, I think we saw the Grown Ups 2 one of that as well if I'm not mistaken, one day when we were trying to avoid watching that, we probably were in the exact same situation. And it's them kind of interviewing each other and they get user-submitted questions to chat about and stuff. And um, I tell you what, not a fun pairing to listen to. I didn't think, I yeah. Your experience with Sex City 2 probably coloured your opinion of the back and forth. Don't you try and defend them. Chris North is a bit of a dullard. I was doing a, I was doing a, um, I was a wee when you were watching the beginning of it, so I just came in on the tail end of it. Well, I'll give he... you a heads up, Chris Noth, a bore. Not interesting. Doesn't know how to engage with people in an interview setting. That's not relevant because another one of the videos we watched was the uh, that we were watching the shooting, the raw footage of the cafe scene being shot in which Coffee Guy stars. Uh, and we became very excited at the prospect of seeing him maybe even break character, which I don't know is possible because as we you know as we understand it's a it's a sort of a character piece. Uh, I just wanted more of him because it's like if I could find a single additional frame to the eleven seconds of footage we have of him right now, like I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be very happy indeed. A little more context to this complex layered character. But in terms of what the guy was uh, going to do with all of his Java based energy. Uh, I mean, where, where exactly was that? I mean, he was—he had a real pep in his step. He had rockets in his shoes. The man was moving at well, such pace. Well, he did. Pace. He did. His father was an inventor, wasn't he? Was he, he? he? Of course he was. And as a child, Coffee Guy watched a lot of Inspector Gadget, and he just couldn't get enough of those contraptions that were built into pieces of Inspector Gadget's body. That was what really tickled him. Like a big old um, uh, propeller coming out of a hat and rockets and shoes, you know? That was what he was a fan of. He actually, the advertising campaign for the first pair of rocket shoes was set to the uh, tune of Buckets of Buckets of Rain, I think, by Bob Dylan. He's got rockets and shoes, rockets and shoes. Now got all the rockets, bought them in shoes. I mean, it wasn't a great song, but it certainly... The, uh, it the, sold the fucking shoes, Well, the, I mean, I think the lawsuit, when Bob Dylan sued him, that was really what put it on the advertising map, so to speak. Which is called the Barbara Streisand effect, if anyone wants to Google that. When you try and uh, sue someone to stop attention being drawn to you, which inevitably draws much more attention to you. That is correct. Um, now, what you got to know about Coffee Guy's inventive father is that he was one of the first American fans of the anime series Astro Boy. And I'm not talking about the new post-film Astro Boy. I'm talking about OG Astro Boy. Well, that would make a lot of sense. In the timeline of this fable, uh, he obviously... You know, he wasn't he wasn't watching Astro Boy in the post movie. Yes, correct. Because as we know, that Java loving man's father is not with us. Father, and has, has father Java. For a, 
for a long time. Father Driver did a lot of trips to Nippon. He actually served in the war during the latter years. He was um, quite young to be in the army, but, you know, 19 years old, so definitely of age to serve. Ended up falling in love uh, with a young sushi waitress uh, at a local restaurant when he was uh, stationed in Japan. Fell in love. They had a child. Uh, He nipped back to America and would periodically come back to his uh, former lover and uh, fell in love with the culture, fell in love with the food, the music, uh, the artifacts that were around and really took a liking to Japanese-style cartoons and animation. And he was the one who basically started the manga movement in America. He brought Astro Boy over initially and um, I think the world's better for it. If I'm being brutally honest, I think we've all... Un- the rewards. Undoubtedly, undeniably, but you can imagine as the child of such a uh, adventurous, uh, revered and respected figure, I mean, it's a lot to live up to, it's a lot of pressure. Father Java set that bar high. And he also made Java Jr. very aware That's right. that he had very high expectations of his boy. He told him that he was not to be given anything, uh, that all of the work he had done was for him, and if Java Boy was to make a name for himself, he was going to have to go about it of his own accord. The only gift he left to him in the will as he passed away was one set of size 11 rocket shoes. Uh, of course, at the time, Java Boy was so overcome with grief, he put them away in a box and uh, sort of forgot about them until one fateful day in the year 2008 or 10, whenever the film was made. Ten. 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 It was ten. He opened the box. He saw the shoes. He went for a coffee. Mm -hmm. So overcome with emotion he was while he was trying to make this fateful decision whether or not to put the rocket shoes on that there was only one way that he could settle his mind and that was to sit down at his favourite cafe and absolutely smash the ever-loving fuck out of a cup of joe, a hot, steaming, lovely pile of java. That's right, and the drinking technique that you do see in the film uh, is one that he he learned from his father. Uh, some historians argue that the spirit of Father Java actually overtook Java Boy in that moment, uh, and the two souls did meet, uh, essentially forming one sort of entity uh, which, of course, is why we see Coffee Guy run off as he does. He feels the spirit starting to enter him, and he realises that he he needs to um, get to a slightly more sacrosanct setting. That's right. He also realises he was wearing the rocket shoes the whole time. Sort of, you know, one of those, the rocket shoes are inside you type discoveries. Uh, and that is why, if you look closely, you can see his, as you pointed out to him, visibly, uh, he's got rockets on his. A lot of Wizard of Oz... References in this film scattered throughout. Coffee Guy is just one of the more obvious examples. Um, but also Carrie very subtly weaves in the line, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Very Tyler. subtly. Did you know that? Blink that, and you miss it style line. Do you know that is from the movie The Wizard of Oz? Did you realise that? No, I didn't. Oh, like We all know about Coffee Guy's rocket shoes. The rocket shoes were always inside you. We all, you know, this is fucking right yes. there. Hits you over the head. But did you realise that I don't mm. think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto, is from a book I'm not that a, was then made into a film. I'm not a historian and I'm not a nerd, Tim, so that has escaped my attention. But this is the beauty. This is the genius of Michael Patrick King. He just... MKP, he these, these Michael little, Patrick King. These little literary breadcrumbs for you to just gobble up. 
And sometimes you get them, and sometimes you're not learned enough yet to get them. So that's why you got to keep watching the movie every week to see if you are gaining more that's cultural right. and references. And if you're not and sure that you're going to get it, it helps to buddy up, as I have done here with my partner Tim. It's a buddy system, everyone. That's right. Jump in the pool. The water's fine. We're on the back of a horse this week. We're doing a separate activity while we record the podcast. I mean, this is the meaning of friendship. Right? When's the last time you did two activities at once? Presumably never. When was the last time you shared a horse with a man? A horse and a film. If the answer is longer than the previous six months, take the headphones out, look in the yellow pages, find a company which provides that exact service and get involved because, frankly, you disgust me. Yeah, real friendship's what it's all about. That's what guys try and communicate there. Um, it's very important, very important. Uh, so, look, a shining light, I'm going to go with Samantha's shorts in the scene when she's in the marketplace making a right goose of herself and about to get chased down by a bunch of local men who were very uh, perturbed by her her outcries and her waving around condoms and mm. screaming at people, I have sex. I like her shorts that she's wearing. They're cool. Brightly you colored, know, yellow. Bold. You know, Tim, this you literally plucked this shining light just from, you, it was a sort of say what you see situation. I know for a fact because we were nearly at the end of the film and I said out loud, I was focusing very intently and you tried to say something to me and I said, I'm trying to find a shining light. And I feel like in that moment, the trigger in your mind went off. was like, oh shit, we're running out of time. I'd also better have a hunt. And I feel like that you saw that. How you, dare you? You said it out loud. You remembered it to yourself How just so you? that you could claim it. And I, I respect the God-given crap out of you for it because I am drawing absolute blanks. So reductive, your attitude toward my shining light. It was legitimately, legitimately my favorite part of the film this week. And for you, sir? My shining light. Shut your eyes and think, Montgomery. My shining light. Oh, uh, you know what? I don't. I. You probably can't help me on this. My shining light this week, and forgive me if you've heard it before. Very near the start of the film, when the gals walk into walk into uh, Bergdorf Goodman to, you know, do a great piece of exposition and explaining that the two sworn enemies from the television show Sex and City put their differences aside and are getting married. Um, there's a man in the background of the the what's it sort of the till or the counter at which they're being served mm-hmm. uh, and he's on the phone and he's on the phone every week every week this guy this character comes back into the film I mean he's not essential but he comes back yeah and he's on the blower and he's looking pretty much he's barreling the camera he's looking right through it and he's I like to think mm. week in week out this guy is toiling away and he's reporting in to some higher being presumably Michael Patrick King and yeah. saying yes yes they're here. The boys are back. They're watching it again. Uh, don't, don't worry, everyone. Everything's going completely to plan. They're here. That's it's exactly fine. right. And it is that, so that moment. Light. It happens very early in the film, but you every week. You definitely have used this one before. I yeah. care not. Look, you, you were also you were waving in guests as I was explaining it, which I is know. a very distracting I thing to do. I dispatched friends to get me pizza here, and now it's here. So I'm going to put a pin in this. Gladly. <laughs> You're a real piece of shit, Timbat. I realise that. And uh, let's all take that on and for the next seven days till next we meet. Um, I love you all sincerely and dearly. Please communicate with us online. And for the love of holy God, find yourself a karma cola and just buy it. <laughs> buy many. Put them in a bathtub and soak in it. Drink it in, folks. It's good stuff. That'll do, pig. That'll do. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.